Are you taking a reactive or proactive approach to your taxes? Do you wait until the year is over and hope for the best when tax time comes around? Is your business taking accurate tax deductions and receiving all the tax credits you deserve? Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. Today, we will answer these questions and many more. So sharpen your pencil and take some notes. Now, here is your host, Marcelino Dodge. Good day and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge up to show number 56. As an enrolled agent, I am so interested in helping you to have tax time be less taxing. Yes, this last tax season from January through April of 2022 was very challenging. And I'm going to provide some observations about uh, what I feel about it, as well as some good planning ideas to keep in mind as we look forward going into 2022. So let's jump right in here. I want to remind you that you can always give me a call at 844-394-4287. Visit my website, www.cashtracksfinancial.com. A lot of great information there, as well as many of our past podcasts are there as well. And then you can also, while you're at cashtracksfinancial.com, schedule a free mutual exploration session because I do year-round services as a tax professional. I want to help you to make your tax time less taxing, in fact, help you to make money with these ever-changing tax laws. So let's jump right in. In fact, what did I learn from the 2022 tax season, as well as what do you need to know for 2022? Well, I've been in this business for 20 plus years doing a lot of different uh, tax returns, individual business tax returns, and 2022 certainly hit some firsts as we were doing tax returns for the 2021 tax year, as well as much slow service from the Internal Revenue Service. All of us know you get on the phone, it takes well, it takes forever, and sometimes you don't even get through a very, very low percentage of IRS calls are actually even answered. I do know that if I have clients, which I had a few get the little ID verification letters uh, that says call this number or do it online. Well, I'll tell you what, calling the number used to work great, but this year you just cannot get through. It says there's just too many calls going on. I've tried it personally myself a few times, just trying to see how long it's taking for, to get through for a client. And guess what? It just takes a while. So then now we're going to try to do the ID.me, which I haven't personally done that yet, but I'm going to try to walk some clients through to try to help them to make sure they get their refunds because they're still waiting for it. And that's just plain crazy. Now, last year, going into the 2021 tax season, the IRS had opened up the system to for everyone to get what's known as an identity protection ID number or an IP pin, which was only previously available to those who had had ID theft problems. Now, at the beginning of each tax season, right in January, you can go on to irs.gov, verify yourself, get a six-digit number that's assigned to you. And what the purpose of this is to present misuse of your social security number on someone filing a fraudulent tax return. So keep that in mind. That's something you can definitely do and something I encourage you to do as well. But it's something you got to go in and do each and every year. 
That way you can prevent yourself from uh, basically having a fraudulent tax return. So now a few of the items that we covered in 2021 tax year are gone. And that's what I want to kind of touch on now, just so you don't want to think about or be thinking about, well, I got all this great uh, tax credits. I got these great refunds when I filed my tax return in 2022, but is it going to happen in 2021? Well, let's see. Well, in 2021, keep in mind the child tax credits, this is perhaps the one that most people really observe that is gone, is that you got a $3,000 tax credit for those children that you have from ages six through 17 and $3,600 for those under age six. Plus you got half of it up in advance. Some uh, individuals, some parents opted out of that advance, others did not. And as a result, what happened? In many cases, and I actually had this happen, many actually had reduced refunds at tax time. And I had to sit down and explain to them, this is why your refund is less. Now it didn't happen with everybody, but it did happen with some. Daycare. This was also a huge difference in 2021 with a daycare amount jumping from 3,000 per child and 6,000 for two or more up to 8,000 and 16,000 in tw for 2021. But that was only for the tax year 2021. That's gone. So then if you're planning and looking ahead to 2022 on your daycare, well, be keep in mind that the credit's 3,000 for one child and up to 6,000 for two children. There's other limits in there and it's not fully refundable. That was the difference. 2021's credit was fully refundable. For the tax year 2022 that we're planning for now, you're not dealing with the refundable credit for daycare. If you're having daycare, and we do know that some are having less daycare just simply because of the pandemic and there's fewer daycare providers. Now, one thing to keep in mind with the daycare credit that you're getting is that it doesn't necessarily have to be a licensed daycare, but you do have to have a tax ID number for the individual to whom you're paying for daycare because they got to turn around and claim it as income on their tax return. So there's a, a difference there that to keep in mind as well. Now, earned income credit was very challenging this year, and there's some things that are gone with that. So I encourage you, if you're really depending on the earned income tax credit, go get a job, go find employment because a lot of the past things that happened for 2021 are gone. One of the other deals was, is that if you were 19 and not in school or part of the foster care system or a homeless youth, if you were 19, you qualified this year for, for 2021. You were age uh, 24, if you were a student, you qualified for the earned income tax credit, or 18, if you are in foster care or a home with you and you had earned income, you qualified for the earned income tax credit. That is gone for 2022. It reverts back to what existed before uh, for 2020 and earlier. And for 2022, keep in mind that you need to be between the ages of 25 and 65 to qualify for the earned income tax credit, which that was actually kind of nice for those over 65, because those over 65 for 2021 also qualified for the earned income tax credit, uh, where previous years they did not, but that was once again, exclusive to this tax year that we just did, 2021. Now, another unique feature that was on the 2021 taxes is that if you didn't have that much earned income, 
in 2021, you could have elected to use your 2019 income for calculation purposes of the earned income tax credit if it gave you a higher credit amount. And I did have several clients that uh, took advantage of this and were able to get them a little bit better refund because of this provision. But that once again is gone. And so for 2022, it is vital if you're using this credit that you go find qualifying income, uh, wages uh, to help you to be able to get this credit for 2022. And keep in mind things like retirement income, social security, also unemployment. Those are not considered earned, earned income for the purposes of the earned income tax credit. So you need to have self-employment income, legitimate self-employment income. So keep records, keep good records, especially if you're getting paid cash, you need to keep records. Now that cash can be considered, but you got to have record keeping, write out receipts, uh, keep records of expenses. All of those can certainly help you to get that credit. If you're self-employed, if you're working at a, at a job, go uh, work, get a good, get a job. There's a lot of them out there. So go find work, get, have the wages so you can qualify for the earned income tax credit. One of the headaches that I had as a tax uh, professional was the recovery rebate credit or what that $1,400 uh, stimulus payment that was sent out uh, in March, April, May of 2021. If you didn't get it for whatever reason, you were able to claim it on your 2021 tax return as a recovery rebate credit. That is gone as well. So we're not going to be working to claim that. But if you still had not received it, you're going to have uh, a couple more years to be able to, to claim that credit because of just the statute of limitations on tax return filing. So, but you don't want to miss that if you didn't qualify for it. Also through 2021, there are a lot of the payroll protection program loans or PPP loans that uh, many employers qualified for. I'm not going to go into too much detail on these, but what I am going to say is that there were first draw, second draw loans. These were direct incentives for businesses to keep their workers. Some businesses did very well, took advantage of these programs. If you were a sole proprietor or a farmer, well, you really made out well with these because you took in your tax return. And basically, it was free money. I had several clients that were able to take advantage of this through their bank, and their bankers were very good about helping them through these SBA uh, programs. Other businesses, if you had employees that uh, you were providing for and getting the loan for on the first draw or the second draw, or maybe you got uh, just the first draw, just depends, but you still needed to use it primarily for wages, but then the rules kind of adjusted as, as time went on. But you still needed to go in and apply for forgiveness of the loan, basically certifying that you used it for the appropriate purposes. And as long as you've gotten that certification done, once again, essentially free money. But of course, the provision that was provided uh, through law changes is that even though the it was essentially tax-free income, you're able to deduct the expenses that you paid with the PPP loan. And because many have done this, it's handled as tax-free income. Now, if you were a uh, partner in a partnership, an LLC, or a shareholder in an S-corp, this is basically considered tax-free income to you or other tax-free income. So it could actually could have helped with your basis as well. But you'd have to talk to your tax professional or come in and talk to us uh, to be able to help you see exactly what we can do to help you there. 
Uh, if you're still needing to file that, uh, we're definitely available to help you with that. And deducting expenses as usual through the PPP loans, very, very productive for you. Now, also in 2021 and 2022, this is a, a unique deduction. In all prior years, in the longest time I've been doing tax returns, meals have always been 50% deduction. But if you're eating in a restaurant, this is the interesting part of that. Restaurant meals are 100% deductible for 2021 and 2022. So if you're uh, on the road a lot and having meals as a result of business travel and you're eating in restaurants, hey, keep those good receipts, keep good records. You can get 100% of those meals. Now, of course, truck drivers, they got the special... Uh, provision uh, to get 80% uh, on their meals because of Department of Transportation regulations, which is a very nice provision. I work with several truck drivers on that, the over-the-road truck drivers. There's even a provision for local truck drivers when it comes to meals and per diem, which we really do take good advantage of. So keep these few points in mind of what is not around for 2021, I mean, for 2022, tax returns. So you need to make sure you're using a good tax professional to help you walk through all of these particular items. Now, some important points that I always just talk about here is good books and records. I constantly, constantly mention to you and mention to the clients to whom I personally work with about a mileage log. If you're going to claim mileage, use a vehicle, you need to keep a mileage log in order to be able to take mileage and automotive expenses, because that is what is going to help you in the event of an audit. And once again, another tax court case came through. In this case, it was a taxpayer who was a heavy equipment operator. This is for tax year 2014 that this case referred back to. This operator worked in several locations. He claimed 32,640 miles on his tax return. He just claimed the miles. He did not have a log. He did not keep a calendar. He did not keep a record of work location. He didn't even, couldn't even provide testimony in the tax court regarding the work locations. What does this happen to him? Well, the court, tax court said, nope, you cannot take this deduction for mileage because you do not have the verification, you do not have the log, you do not have what is needed to be able to properly claim the deduction, which is why I stress so hard, you need to make sure you keep a mileage log when you're having vehicle expenses or wanting to claim vehicle expenses. And that's even if you're taking actual expenses and depreciation on your business vehicle, it is a absolute must to do that. And some way, well, I'm not good at keeping records. I'm not good at writing it down. Uh, you know, you just got to figure out how to do it. There's apps out there. One app that I tend to mention to individuals to use to help them track business mileage is called Mile IQ. It's free. You can use it to track business miles, personal miles. That easily to, an easy app to use from what I understand. So I would suggest doing that or keep a paper. Now, what also can help you in doing so is that you take your vehicle for new tires, you take your vehicle for various service work, you get annual maintenance work, you get 
quarterly oil changes or maybe oil changes more often. You need to have those records because what happens is that when you take it into the repair shop, they will record the mileage. And that's actual further verification of your mileage for the year when you claim it. So yes, keep those excellent records so that you can have that should once again, just you get that unexpected letter from the IRS because they're, they're trending toward enforcement uh, through Congress right now, or at least that's what they're trying to push. So we want to make sure you as a taxpayer are ready for that. So keep your mileage log and keep it going strong. Now, we want to think about another area, which is your electric vehicles. I'm bringing this up because many are concerned about the cost of a fuel, gasoline and diesel and so on. So maybe some of you are looking at alternatives such as the electric vehicles. There is a federal electric vehicle credit that is still available. Yes, some models like uh, Tesla and GM, if you go and buy a new one of those models, you cannot get the federal electric vehicle credit. And you can't even get the state credit. Um, you might, Oh, you might be able to get the credit in some states. It just has to be a new vehicle. But you cannot get the federal credit because the federal credit for electric vehicles uh, phases out when a, a manufacturer sells at least 200,000 qualifying vehicles. And GM and Tesla have already sold more than 200,000 of the qualifying vehicles. Now, once again, this vehicle has to have a gross vehicle weight under 14,000 pounds. And the credit is really nice. It's ranged anywhere from 2,500 to 7,500 credit that you get for purchasing of a, of a vehicle. Now, there is a very long list. It's amazing. You, you only hear about a few electric vehicles, but there's an essentially very uh, comprehensive list that you can get uh, from the IRS. It talks about all the makes and models of electric cars that you can buy that you can get a new electric federal vehicle credit on. And certainly, if that's what you're thinking about doing, you need to take a little bit closer look at that. Uh, maybe look at one of these vehicles. I mean, it there were, there were models and makes of vehicles on there that I had never even heard of before. And then, of course, some of the more common names like there's like some you see advertised like the Nissan. The Nissan still qualifies for it. And there's some uh, BMW and some other uh, makes that are out there that you, that you can get a, a vehicle credit on. Now, of course, as we always talk about, the cost can be the issue for many people on these new vehicles. So, but you got to examine and see what's worked. But I just wanted to go ahead and mention that to you. That way, you know that that credit is out there and is available if you're considering purchasing an electric vehicle. Another area I'm going to touch on is in the planning session. And as we look at where we're heading going into 2022, and that's exactly this. Where are we heading? What am I? What are we doing? What am I doing? Many people are still getting used to the new W-4s that have been out the last couple of years. And they're like, oh my goodness, I marked this and my withholding just isn't right. Well, there is a, a calculator you can use on the IRS uh, website, uh, wage withholding uh, calculator or estimator that can help you to do that. If you have more than one place where you're working, uh, you may want to use this. But I always recommend, and I always think it's best not just to use what the IRS provides, but use a tax professional. That's why I keep myself available year around because I know your situation 
better than the IRS estimator does to help you perhaps to realize you fill out that W-4 form. And what happens when you fill it out is that it just goes off of a base calculation and it may not necessarily be right for you. It's a, in essence, it's just, just kind of guessing. So if you haven't thought about it, you need to have a mid, I call it a mid-year meeting with your tax professional. Get your pay stubs that show your year to date on withholding federal and state and sit down, have a meeting, whether in person or video conference, have that conversation so that you're not there in January, in this case of 2023, going, what's up with my withholding? Have that conversation. Let's look at it ahead of time. Now, if you're a self-employed person or you're operating some type of entity business like an S-Corp or C-Corp, you better get your books on par. Uh, you better not just be relying upon a, a type of online software to make sure your books are right. Um, don't uh, go cheap. That's just what I say. Don't go cheap. Go with someone who can really help you look at your books and don't just depend upon um, individuals who you think are getting the job done. Now, I know I say this because I've encountered over the years, I've encountered people who have come to me right near the end of tax season in some cases and say, uh, can you help me? And I'm like, well, what kind of help do you need? Well, I, get, I, dig, I dig a little deeper and find out that perhaps they have not uh, had some tax returns filed or maybe their W-2s for the, for the year that we're processing haven't been uh, filed yet. And so we, we, we work through those little problems to help them at least get a few uh, tax compliance issues addressed. But then, which is where uh, I've really working into now is trying to help people to solve tax issues uh, because the IRS, they'll send out a notice to you, for example, and the notice doesn't always get to you sometimes, or it gets to you years later, or as we see here, uh, they, they put off notices going to you as a taxpayer for maybe a past due tax, some all the way back, say to 2015, that they're collecting tax on right now, or trying to collect tax on, and their whole paperwork could have a whole miscalculation. Well, then how do we come to know that? Well, what I go in and do with individuals as they come see me is I say, first of all, sign this uh, 8821 form or 2448, 2848, whichever I need according to this person's circumstance so that I can go in and I can take a look and say, hey, here's what's going on on your tax account. Here's the wages that have been reported. Here's the income that's been reported. Here's what the IRS says you owe. Now, do we agree with this? Well, that's what we've got to go back and see. Or if we go in and take a look at that transcript and see that maybe you haven't filed. That's what can happen, particularly with, with some business owners who put their trust in, in some type of individual who they send off information to that individual each month thinking everything is getting done, but they don't really get uh, the information back or they really don't get the reports back, but they just think everything is getting done. Well, I'm here to caution you, particularly when it comes to tax, when it's coming to your payroll taxes, when it's coming to your income taxes, particular a corporate, S-corp, partnership, LLC, any of those entity tax that you're talking about, 
it's vitally important that whoever you're working with, and these are the services that I provide, that they have to you copies of what has been done, what is being accomplished. That's what I do for all of my clients. All of them, we all have the web portal set up where all of them have access 24 hours a day, seven days a week to their records. All they got to do is log in with their email and they have their payroll records all sitting right there. They have their payroll compliance tax forms all sitting right there. Everything showing that they have been paid and they're caught up. So nobody is behind. So how do you get caught up if you're a business and maybe you discover or I go in and I discover, well, you know, your, your federal income taxes for your business haven't been filed in a few years. It's just kind of good in the sense that the IRS hasn't caught up with you yet because of the pandemic and other issues going on. So then what do we go in and do? Well, first we pull transcripts, which is what I go in and do. And then I take a look and say, okay, this is what has not been filed. But if we discover some years have not been filed, what do we got to go and do? Well, first we got to go in and look at, at your books. What have you been doing? How have you been keeping it? Well, sometimes I've come in to learn, sometimes individuals and businesses uh, are doing an okay job on their books. They're getting expenses put in uh, through whatever type of accounting software that they're using. But I come to find out, well, maybe their bank statements aren't being reconciled. Maybe their other information isn't being done. So how do we know what to do? Well, we don't. Sometimes we're starting from just a whole new set of books and, but we do have to get documentation, of course, which, what does that entail? That entails getting bank, uh, bank statements. And sometimes it means uh, if they don't have them, sometimes they got to go to their bank and get those records for two or three years back. And some banks do have those available without much research. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, it just depends on the individual banks. So that's what we need to go in and take a look and do. So that's where I'm saying is that if you're working with an individual, you need to make sure whoever that individual is, which is why I take a lot of uh, pride in making sure that all my clients know that their stuff, their financial information, their financial statements, uh, profit and loss, balance sheets, those are there. We get them done. Now, we're not perfect, of course, but we get them done in the sense that there's a good record there. And if we make a mistake, we go back and we fix it because taking care of the client is number one for this business and for me as a tax professional. And that's the difference between a tax professional and one who's just a tax preparer or one who's just kind of around a little bit or seasonal. Those are the really individuals that I'm just not personally too big on because they're, they come in for the first three and a half, four months, jump in, have an office open, then they close and are maybe open only one day a week or who knows when they're open actually, then they're gone. But the house, how does that help you if you're an individual looking to get something accomplished? Because one of the issues I always talk about people is the fact that you need to talk to your tax professional on so many occasions, if you're considering taking money out of your retirement plan, you should talk to your tax professional. If you're considering starting any type of business, 
if your banker suggests something or an attorney suggests something before you do anything, I'm serious, before you do anything, go find a tax person and talk to them. Find out what kind of tax situation are you going to be in? Because from a tax standpoint, other professionals don't always understand it. They know their area, which is great. They're fantastic at it. They do a good job, but sometimes recommendations are made of a certain type of entity or how you should conduct business. And it's not necessarily good for you tax wise. So yes, make sure that you talk to your tax person before you go and just go to the state. And because uh, it's easy, anybody can go to their state and register as an LLC or register as a corporation or do all these registrations uh, like Colorado. I mean, you go and do it for like 50 bucks, but yet is that the right action for you to take from a tax standpoint? I don't know till I sit down and talk to you and see what your goals are, see what you're wanting to accomplish. Maybe from a legal standpoint, a certain type of entity is good, but yet is that still good for you tax wise or what are the tax ramifications of doing that? What's going to happen? So you got to be willing to really study, really get that information, talk to a tax professional, talk to your tax professional, or talk to us or talk to me. Give me a call here, 844-394-4287 to help you to figure that out so that your tax situation is not so taxing come the end of the year because the last information or the last person to know you've done a business should not be your tax person because they can help you make good moves. A tax professional can help you make good moves so that in that first year of your business, you're making good tax moves that not only help you in the first year of your business, but can help you going forward in your business, make uh, certain types of elections for your business. And if your bank or your uh, lawyer, whoever you're talking to, doesn't say talk to a tax person. I mean, because I always tell people, you know, you should go talk to a bank about this, or you should go talk to an attorney, because I'm not licensed to practice law. So you need to go talk to them about this particular uh, setup, this particular situation, and then work together with the banker, work together with the tax person, tax professional, and work together with the attorney so that you are having the best turnout for your business. Now, also, I'd like to remind business people, are you signing any forms on a regular basis? There should be some signatures required. I know when I come in and I talk to somebody or I have a client come in, especially on taxes, there are certain forms that, they only sign, that you only sign once in regards to payroll, and then we take care of it. But we always provide the documentation, which is something you should always have from a professional that's working with you. You should have the documentation showing that uh, your sales tax is getting paid, documentation showing that your unemployment tax is getting paid and filed. I have all of those reports available to clients showing that those items are paid. When it comes to the income tax, yes, we file the entity, the corporation, the partnership, the LLC, all of those income taxes are filed electronically. Yet what I do personally in my area is that whether it's, uh, if they're close by, of course, somebody that can come in and actually sign the authorization to transmit the tax return, I have them come in and do it. Now I have a few clients 
and I have more clients developing in a virtual sense. We'll sit down, we'll discuss it, have a video conference meeting with them, or at least a phone conversation. And then what I do is I send it to them to sign that form electronically because we can't accept the uh, 8879s with an electronic signature now and still submit the tax return. You should always be signing something, whether in person or electronically. And if you're not always signing something of some sort, then you really need to find out. If you don't have physical copies, which to me, some it really depends on the tax professional. Myself, I'm one that I still like to provide physical copies to individuals. So I actually mail out some to my, uh, my clients that are not in Colorado or in other parts of the country. I'll, I'll still mail out copies of a physical tax return to them. But I also provide electronic copies through a web portal. Do they have those available? I don't know. I do, and that's why I'm so, so up on this and so much in wanting to be forceful and just reminding you as the listener to think about these things. Are you getting these as a business person? Do you know what's going on with your information? Does your tax professional visit with you about these items? Visit with you so that you know what is going on with your business. And so you're not, you may not fully understand it. That's why you have the tax professional. I mean, I don't know how to go and repair a diesel vehicle or do a lot of different other uh, actions, but I am here to help my clients to succeed on their tax and to make their tax time a whole lot less taxing. So make sure that you are signing forms on a regular basis. Now, many times during tax season, whether it's individual or business, I'll get one, I'll get someone calling in saying, this morning, how much do you charge to do a tax return? Well, anymore, uh, it's going gonna, gonna, gonna to tell people it depends. And because when you call, make a phone call like that to a tax professional, you're just shopping around. And as a tax professional, I'm not really looking for people who are, sh- who are looking for a low-cost tax preparation option. What I look for is individuals who want it done right, who want to do the tax return accurately, and who wants a good long-term relationship with a tax professional to help them to succeed in their taxes and even help them to save up a little bit of money and understand their overall financial situation. And to have that, you are going to pay a little bit more to have that available. Yes, I have some clients that I only do tax returns for, and that's, that's fine. And some of these I've had for many years. They're great people. I'll continue to help them out, continue to serve them. But yet I go beyond just doing those tax returns. If, they are, if we need additional help, we offer that additional assistance to them. They're separate fees, but we also have plans that offer monthly programs to individuals so that you can come in and talk, uh, no additional fees. You're just paying a monthly fee and that gets you all taken care of for the year. Now, what many people don't realize when they're trying to find a low cost way to do a tax return is security. How secure is their information? This is a huge deal for me. I believe in such stringent security measures. I mean, I got file cabinets locked in here. I have all of my computers are encrypted. The drives are encrypted. There's a password to get into the windows, of course. Plus, there's additional security software on each each computer. 
And of course, I actually help have a third-party service help me to keep my computers secure. Yes, it is vital that you ask whoever you're going to use to do your tax return, how secure is my data? Do you have a security data plan? Which mine is under constant development, but I do have one for software security, for in-office procedures to make sure that people's data is safe. Now, if you're getting a low-cost tax return, this is something to think about. How safe is your data if you're just doing the lowest cost option? If you're having your neighbor or your individual over here saying, you know, I can go on to whatever software and I can do your tax return. But when you do a tax return, think about it, or you have your tax return done, how much data do you have to give? You basically give your whole life story over to somebody. Uh, all kinds of private information. Now, you don't know what that individual is going to do with that information. They could be family. I, I'm not knocking any family. I'm just saying these are things to consider. Do you want certain individuals to have access to all of this information? I mean, I mean, they may dispose of it. They may not. I don't know. But security, these are things to think about. And so it all comes down to the old adage, at least the way that I look at all of this, you get what you pay for. If you're going low cost, you're going to have low cost security, low cost protection of your data. So low cost isn't always best for data security. Now, we all, as tax professionals, in my office and in many of the well-respected ones that I know, take great precautions to protect computers, to protect individual data. I mean, I got a security system in my business as well to help protect the hard drives, help protect the computers and the physical, everything on a physical sense. So yes, how secure is the data? So keep that in mind too about security. If you're thinking about your data and you want to keep it safe, don't be afraid to pay a little bit extra to a proper tax professional who is available year round, who has proper security procedures, and who really genuinely cares for you, which is what we do. We care for people here. We do what we can to help them to succeed as best as we can. Because as I've really been going through everything and talking about what I learned in this last tax year, I learned that there's a lot of different people. There's been a lot of different struggles individuals have had the last couple of years because of the pandemic. I've had to also look at uh, helping ones to uh, minimize taxes, try to talk to them a little bit more, try to encourage them, you know, come see me, give me a call. That's why I'm here. We let, let's sit down. Let's go over this information. If we need to discuss about some uh, sales that you're potentially going to have, let's talk about the potential taxes that can be involved on the sale of some of your assets, like mutual funds, stocks, those kind of deals. What's potential capital gains? Let's discuss those ahead of time. Uh, that way to learn, do you want to make those moves? Are those good moves for you individually? Once again, till we sit down and look at it from the tax standpoint, can't tell you for sure. But when we sit down and go over it, we'll be able to determine if that is a good move for you. Because sometimes when we make a lot of sales, we have to do certain attachments, things with the tax return so that the IRS has all of the information that they need to be able to get it done and to do it right. And so that all all information is properly done for you. Now, keep in mind that tax time is over. 
unless you're on an extension in which we're working on several extensions at this time. And as we work on those, we're helping ones or we're reminding ones, you know, we don't want to just be thinking about 21. We want to be thinking about 2022 at this time and thus minimize tax liability going forward and then help you to stay organized, to get organized and stay organized through both your accounting software as we look to look at your overall profit for the year, to be able to make good plans to help you to keep moving forward and pay as little tax as possible and make mid-year adjustments. Yes, let's make tax time less taxing. Let's review. Let's make a plan. Let's adjust through the year. And certainly, as your tax professional, I can help you to do that. And I really like helping people to do that because making tax time less taxing, helping you to pay as little tax as possible is indeed my goal and what I want to accomplish. We will need to make estimated payments. We may or may not. That's why when we're looking at uh, potential sales of some appreciated assets, we may need to make estimated payments both at the federal and the state level for you. So just keep that in mind. Adjust withholding. Maybe we need to make it. I got some clients we're looking at meeting with here coming up in June and July to just see, okay, do they need to make adjustments? So they need to have a little bit more held out to make sure they're not paying in January, at least trying to break even. Because that's what I want to do. I want to help you at least break even. That way you're not having a big tax liability or not getting a big refund. Let's find, let's, let's find the happy medium. Also, I know there are so many people today that are just very concerned about their health. And that's very understandable with the virus happening and a lot of people being concerned in a lot of different areas. We are total virtual as a business. Yes, you want to meet virtually? We'll do that. I'm happy to do that. I want to discuss that with you, make you as comfortable as possible, whether you live across the street or across town here where I am, or you're across the country. Doesn't matter. I want to visit with you. I want to help you. Video interviews, always there, help you. Secure portal, a web portal to be able to help you to upload your documents very easily and securely so we can get it, so we can review it. Electronic signatures, as I mentioned, so that you can sign the proper documents, sign whatever contracts we need so we can move forward and indeed help you with electronic payment. We can set up, uh, easily set up monthly electronic payments to help you to uh, easily make your payments as well as uh, invoice you so you can pay with your credit card or with, a, with an automatic check there. So we certainly encourage you to think about all these items I mentioned today, the importance of uh, just keeping in mind the differences from 2021 tax, which we just completed, to the 2022 tax year, which is actually going back to the rules essentially of 2020. Keep in mind the importance of planning ahead tax-wise and making adjustments. Business owners keeping uh, business mileage logs of your vehicles, just absolutely vitally important. Then, of course, keeping good books and records through the year, helping to get organized. Don't just rely on software. And that's where I see so many people that are using uh, software that's advertised uh, online or advertised, whatever way you see it. They talk about, oh, this software is going to really do you great things. But I'll tell you what, it, you can have issues. And I, I've seen those issues. I got issues right now with clients I'm working on that we're going to have to fix and perhaps even just start all over again because of the issues within their software, because they're just 
plopping things in and they think the software is going to fix, put it in the right place. No, the software will not. So don't just rely upon the software. Do-it-yourself software doesn't always make do-it-yourself easy. It doesn't always make it simple, especially when it comes to tax time. And don't rely upon do-it-yourself tax software either, because that does, it's going to just plops it somewhere. And it's important to know where it goes and how something needs to be properly classified. So a good tax professional in your corner can save you thousands, and I mean thousands of dollars in taxes. So keep in mind about if you are considering an electric vehicle, it has to be a new vehicle. There's a lot of different makes and models out there that you can take advantage of, uh, but you just got to do some research with the IRS and you can always call me. I'll be happy to share a couple more with you as we go through. And then of course, know what your tax professional is doing. Yes, keep in touch with them. Ask them, how are you doing? What is up with this? Do you have this record done? Do you have this, this completed yet? Uh, can I see a copy of this? Uh, can be physical or electronic? Just see, are you signing these forms? What kind of security does your tax professional have? These are all good questions that I recommend you check with because these are questions that I answer even before one's asked because people will say to me, well, you charge whatever. I'm like, you know, this is what you are getting. You're getting all this, you're getting experiences because it's not just putting numbers on a form, it's putting the numbers on the right place on the form. And it's also the data security that you're paying for. I pay to keep your data secure and thus that's what you're all included in what you're paying for. So keep these thoughts in mind. And I really appreciate you listening today. Please, once again, visit my website, which is www.cashtracksfinancial.com or email me at success at cashtracksfinancial.com. I'm also on Facebook. Look up the Cash Tracks Financial page. We're on LinkedIn as well. And I got a Twitter feed also there where we put periodic posts just to keep you updated on various tax matters. I have a newsletter at the website, cashtracksfinancial.com. You can sign up for the weekly newsletter and the monthly newsletter just to get additional tax tips as you want to keep informed of various tax matters that happen. Always available for a free, free mutual exploration session. You can schedule it online at cashtracksfinancial.com through our client resources or call me. It's 844-394-4287. Again, I am so appreciative and I thank you today for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge, enrolled agent on the Voice America Business Channel. Each year you file taxes, save money, spend money, and run your business. You try to educate yourself and manage as much as you can on your own. But no matter how hard you search, trying to find the solutions right for you can lead to frustration and burnout. The traditional tax filing and bookkeeping approach no longer works. In a perfect world, the tax professional would work with you throughout the year so you have more time and energy to do the things you love. Marcelino Dodge at Cash Tracks Financial believes you should focus on your job and have a partner to support you to take care of everything else. That is why we developed our personal success and business success bundles. Our clients achieve better results because we focus on more than just tax and bookkeeping stuff. We start with a no-cost mutual exploration meeting to determine if our success bundles are right for you. To schedule your free mutual exploration session, call 844-394-4287, email success at cashtracksfinancial.com or visit cashtracksfinancial.com. 
Thank you for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. We'll be back again next Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share next week.